Pod World, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee and a Convo Podcast. I am one of your hostesses, Cameron, and the other one, Jenna, the brown-haired one, will not be here today, but I'm very excited to have a um, very special guest, Miriam Noble, and I asked Mim to be on the podcast because she grew up in a third-world country, has been to 22 countries and just recently got back from uh, nine months abroad right out of high school. So she's going to tell us a little bit about what it was like to grow up um, in Nepal and then come back to the U.S. when she was in high school and then what her experiences were like just going overseas recently. So I am very excited to have her and it's going to be a fun episode. Okay, and with no further ado, here is Miriam Noble. Hi. So today, Mim made us a very special drink, so I'm just going to have her go ahead and explain to us what it is um, and where it originates from. Okay, so um, I made chia, and it's actually known as chai in India, just means tea, but chia is the Nepali word for it, and it's just milk um, spice tea, so it has cinnamon and cardamom and cloves and actually black pepper as well and then tea leaves and sugar um it's really good and yeah much better than tea bag bought chia so is it like because i think you've answered this to me before but i'm trying to remember is, is it kind of when people have like a chai latte is it like the more traditional version of a chai or is it totally different um i would think it's more like so it's more the indian flavor which has more cinnamon in it okay but i don't think so because usually they just use like instant stuff um okay yeah, so actually I do like the whole, you boil the spices and add milk, mm-hmm. and it's a lot more milk if you do it that way, where, I don't know, the instant stuff is, it's good, but it's, it's not, not the yeah. real stuff, I don't think. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And this is, like, not super sweet, it's very, like, light on the sweet and everything. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. You can have it really sweet, but I know you, Cameron, so, <laughs> so that's why you sugar. made it less sweet? <laughs> that's so yeah. funny. Okay. Okay, so I guess just go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, um, just where you're at in life right now, what you like to do for fun, um, about your family, just, yeah, a little bit about you. Okay, um, so, uh, I'm trying to think. I am 19 years old. <laughs> How old am I? <laughs> can't remember. Um, so I'm 19, and I was born and raised in Nepal, in Kathmandu, until I was 14, and then I moved to South Dakota, to Gettysburg, and I started high school here. Um, did high school, and then I've been on a gap year, study year, um, in Europe for the last nine months, and now I'm back in Gettysburg. Um, so my family, they are pretty awesome. I have an older sister, and then my parents, Steve and Marcy, they're lovely people. Um, so they worked in Nepal, and my dad did public health, and he worked at a, um, organization that does like development on medical um like advancements medical advancements yeah but not like so they don't actually they don't practice as doctors or anything they just do like um curriculum oh okay for so he like taught other people to be doctors he made the curriculum so that nepali people could then teach nepali people okay okay that makes sense yeah yeah so it was very like once he left it wasn't like there was a missing piece in the puzzle. And then my mom worked at my international school, which was a British school, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> which was great. Um, and 
tell us a little bit about like life at home living there what what how it differs from here because and it was a it's a third world country correct mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so tell us a little bit about that and then also talk about your mom and her delicious cookie <laughs> that's yeah. really what I want you to get to <laughs> okay I can do that and just kind of the culture there yeah, yeah. um so that question is always so hard for me because people would ask like oh what's different between Nepal and America and I'm like everything and so it actually has been considered a fourth world country at some times because it's not developing or um, at all. It's like declining oh, wow. in development. Okay. Um, so yeah, I. it's very different. So growing up, I think it's hard to say because it was just my childhood and like I would have play dates with my friends and I went to ballet and those kinds of things. But then it's also like when I was walking down the street, there were cows just chilling on the road. Did anyone own them? Yeah, usually. Okay. But they were holy because it's Hindu country. Okay. So, like, you couldn't touch them. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Like, okay. you had to leave them alone. But okay. But they would get in the way of things. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> but, like, just things like that. And it was just, like, loud and chaotic, a really polluted city. But we'd go on, like, treks in the Himalayas and, like, do Everest Base Camp and stuff like that. Which, at the time, was so normal because everyone did it in my surrounding little world. But now I realize it's a little bit... <laughs> not quite um, the same. And then because I grew up there, my mom had to do like produce shopping at like our local grocery store and stuff. And you couldn't really buy box things or frozen things or they were really expensive. So we kind of had to learn to make things from scratch and my mom likes it better anyway, but that's kind of why my mom has just become an amazing cook. And so now she cooks food from everywhere and bakes bread. And it's delicious. Yeah. She is the best cook I know. And Mim is coming in right behind her. Especially on quarantine. <laughs> She's really learning how. So. I know. I'm trying. And did you guys do like some hikes to Mount Everest or up Mount Everest at all? So we did base camp. Okay. Um, so I was 10. And then we had, it was like three families. Um, so my family, my dad actually wasn't able to come, but my cousins did and some other okay. people. And then a bunch of kids. So the youngest was six. Wow. And then the oldest, I think, was probably like 16 or something. And How and many like kids, miles was it then, do you think? Do you have any 100 idea? 100 kilometers, I think. Okay. So it's not actually... Everest Space Camp's probably not... It's really pretty and you get to say you did it because people know what it is. Yeah, exactly. But I think there's other prettier hikes that I've done. Oh, okay. Yeah. You guys did a lot of hiking. Tracks. Tracks. Yeah. Yes. Tracks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's one that's called Gosaiklunda Pass. Okay. And it's really pretty. It goes between these two mountains and then okay. it overlooks like a lake. Okay. That would be my favorite. I Your think. favorite? Yeah. Is that one in Nepal or mm-hmm. somewhere else? Okay. Yeah, it's in Nepal. Gotcha. But I think also I did that when I was older, so I kind of remember it a little better. Okay. Very cool. I'd love to go do that someday. Okay. Um, so when you came back to the US, did you want to come back? How was the transition? Tell us all about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I kind also, of, sorry, I'm going to for a second. Tell um, everybody why your family chose to come back. Okay, yeah. Um, so I was 14 when we came back, and um, it had kind of been in my parents' thoughts. My sister had been graduating that year um, from high school, and I would have been going into the British like schooling system of high school, which is very different and very hard. And so my parents kind of saw it as a good time to leave. Um, their parents were also getting older and... Um, just declining health problems so they thought that would be a good idea just to be closer to family mm-hmm. um what else was it oh yeah my dad's job 
it was still going, but he really wanted to practice medicine again because he hadn't done that in a long time. And he knew that if he waited any longer, he probably wouldn't be able to get a job because he's getting older. Um, and so they had been thinking about it for a while and I was sitting in my room one day and I knew that they wouldn't make that decision unless me and my sister agreed. If we had said no, we don't want to go, they wouldn't have gone. Um, I mean, my sister had no really choice. She was going to college, but right. for me. Um, and I was sitting in my room and I just felt like I needed to tell them that I was okay with it, mm -hmm. even though I didn't want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> so I like just went to them and I was like, I'm okay with going. And wow. then the next day they decided that we were. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So how was it like when you first got here and everything? Scary, upset, <laughs> mad? <laughs> um, I think, I mean, I cried a lot, but um, it was just so different and uh, it was hard. I think I like, I remember walking into the um, assistant parsonage at where we stayed for the first like few months at the church. Yeah. And I walked into the basement and I just like, was like, I don't want to be here. I yeah. want to be at home. Like this isn't home. This isn't home. Yeah. And people would welcome. They're like, I'm so glad you're home. And I'm like, this is not my home. Yeah. This is not where I grew up. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it was really hard, but I think it's really where I was supposed to be like completely. I've learned so much these past like five years and I wouldn't take that back. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it was hard getting into school. I did ballet in Pierre, which was like a release and it was something that was familiar. Mm -hmm. But I think just being in a small town where people had known each other since they were born and their parents knew each other since they were born um, made it difficult, but also people knew who I was, which was nice. And right. yeah, and it's been great to get to know the small community. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, um, so how many countries have you been to? Because you guys did a lot of traveling when you were there. And um, also, after that, <laughs> if you um, remember like, some of the ones you've been to, whatever, just, yeah, let us know. Yeah, okay, so I have to get a note, because... No problem. Oh yeah. my gosh. Aww. Cute. So She has a little flag <laughs> after each? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I have countries that I've been to when I was younger, and some that I just, like were there for short periods of time that I would like to go back to. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's at 22. Wow. Yeah. And how old? You said you're 19? Yeah. She's, you have more countries <laughs> each year. Like, you have more countries than how old you are. Yeah. Yeah. So the USA is one of them. Do you want me to read them all? <laughs> yes. Do okay. It. The uh -huh. USA, Nepal. Um, I've been to Canada. Don't remember it, though. Want to go back. Thailand, Cambodia, India, China, Turkey, the Vatican, Qatar, um, Scotland, England, Austria, Croatia, Germany, Italy, Switzerland, Norway, France, Czech Republic, Belgium, Netherlands, Ireland, and then Northern Ireland. And those last, she has like a little gap on her phone I'm looking at. Those last ones that you named, was that just recently this past year? Yeah, that was just this last year. How many did you do then in the last nine months? It's quite a few. You One, like two, double, three, more than four, double five, them. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, because I four, think in like Europe, 14. fourteen. Yeah, you just have like a train, and I you like can travel so much awesome. easier. Yeah. Whereas like in Nepal, we kind of lived there, so we just took like a trip a year or something yeah. to just get out of the country a little bit. And which has been your most favorite 
If you can pick, or uh, tell us your top if you can't pick. Thailand. Ah, uh, everyone says Thailand. I want to go there so bad. I want to go again. I miss it so much. Sometimes I miss it more than Nepal. Don't tell Nepal that. But. Don't tell Nepal that. That's <laughs> um, so funny. Yeah, just good food and beaches and oh, brings back good memories. So, um, did you is like the food that we have here like pad thai and stuff made? Is it made there too, or not really? I think it is. Some of the stuff isn't, but and, I think. It can be authentic. I was you gonna ask. I was gonna ask the if you go to like an authentic like Thai restaurant in the yeah. U.S. Does it taste similar? Or is it just not even close? Uh, it's similar. It yeah. is similar. Okay. It, it tastes pretty good. Pretty I still good? like okay. Thai food. You do here all okay. the time because sometimes I know yeah. like you cannot really find authentic f- no. like for some countries. Like I have yet to find authentic ramen that yeah. tastes super. Well, I found one. Oh, I've never been to Japan, but there was a really good place in um. Europe that we found mm-hmm. and I have not been able to find any other place like it and I think it was authentic because all the people there were like yeah. Japanese and stuff and yeah so. I actually um I was in Munich in Germany and I really wanted Thai food so I found this like really authentic Thai place and there were just like a bunch of Thai people yes. and this like grandma like on the walk like flipping stuff and oh I'm my like gosh. this is what I needed this is what <laughs> I, I needed. went there three times this makes my heart so happy yeah okay um Sorry, guys. Pulling up the note again. Okay, so what are a few traveling tips you have if we ever get to travel again? <laughs> Which I hope we do. I hope we do. Um, so over the last year, I've kind of found a few, I think, good travel tips. Um, I recently have found, like, I like um, bar shampoo and conditioner. Um, not just because it's sustainable, like, and eco-friendly, but it like doesn't count as a liquid so then you don't have to like put it in the little liquid bag when you're traveling yeah um i love traveling with a backpack so i did backpack traveling for most of it just your backpack well i actually had a suitcase too for every country you went to almost so i (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of complicated because for the first month i went to austria for backpacking like Mm. mountaineering and we did like all this stuff so I had to have the backpack and sleeping bag and sleeping mat and mountaineering boots and all this stuff and it kind of like took up so much room I had a big backpack full of like climbing stuff Mm -hmm. and then I was traveling in like other places where I wanted to look cute so I had a suitcase with like summery clothes that were okay and then I ended up dropping my backpack off somewhere with friends and then my aunt took it Uh, okay okay so but I still loved with the backpack because yes. it was much easier. And I would have just yeah. had that if I could have. Yeah. It is a yeah. lot easier because you don't have to have a carry-on. You don't have to check a bag. Mm-hmm. You just, you literally have your backpack on your back. Brady and I did that yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. We had 11 days or 10 days mm-hmm. and we each, all we had was a backpack. Yeah. The stuff was really gross by the end because yeah. we weren't really able to wash any of it. Mine, but, mine's like a big, like 55 liter backpack. Mm. But backpacks, I'd still smaller. Yeah. Okay. And they're just That's easier right. to... You don't have, like, all the stairs and stuff in mm-hmm. smaller roads. That's nice. Third tip, I think, don't go to Venice. Okay. Yeah. I don't Tell know. why. <laughs> so I went there once when I was younger. Yeah. And then I went again with my friends because they wanted to go because it's such this idealistic thing. Right. It's just covered in tourists, and it's uh, it's not as beautiful, I think, as it used to be. Oh, uh, gotcha. And it's just such small roads, and they're mm. so expensive. Oh. But I think if you do go, do a day trip. Don't spend the night. That makes sense. That's kind of my yeah. point of view. Sometimes you don't need a lot of time in one city. No, I think that's true. Very true. Yeah. Um, 
third trip, take hikes into the na natural parts of the country or go to like a rural area because um, I think the cities tend to look the same after you've been in so many of them. Yeah, that's a really good tip. Yeah. We didn't do that as much as we should have, but it was so hard because we were only either. like in each country on the weekends and stuff. Yeah. Okay. And also, what do you do? Nim is kind of about sustainability and has been trying her best. <laughs> she looks at me like, no. I added no. that on here. Well, you added that, but what other things do you do to be sustainable and help the environment? Okay. I'm not amazing. I'm trying. But, but that's all anyone yeah. is doing. Um, so I think since I was little, I've always reused plastic like Ziploc bags. So you just wash them until they have holes in them. And then you throw them <laughs> away. Um, yeah, because we couldn't buy Ziploc bags in Nepal. So that's why we oh, started doing gotcha. that. And then I just always have. Okay. Um, and then I reuse all the plastic bags from, like, grocery stores. I try to bring my own, but apparently you're not supposed to do that during not this right time now, period. Not right now, unfortunately. Yeah, but, yes. Um, and then the soap thing you were telling oh, me about. Oh, yeah, and then I do the soap thing, which I've liked recently. Explain why that's sustainable for those um, who are confused. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's like a bar of soap instead, bar of, like, shampoo, and then a bar of conditioner, and then you have a bar of, like, regular soap. And then by doing that, you don't have the plastic containers that, like, normal liquid shampoo and conditioners come in. Mm -hmm. And then there's no waste at the end, and it just That's awesome. done. Yeah, I really like that. That's really cool. And it, it honestly makes sense for traveling. Mm -hmm. And then I don't buy plastic water bottles, if possible. That's awesome. Yeah, unless I'm dehydrated, because, you know, That's hydration important. is important. Yes, that but, is key. Yeah. Um, do you have any, like, cutlery, like, reusable cutlery, or, like... Do you do any of that? Like, reusable, like... Yeah, so while I was traveling, I had a little spoon, two spoons, actually, and then a fork and okay. knife, and I used them and everything. Did They're you? They're so helpful. Okay. Yeah. That's Because, cool. like, you have, like, Nutella and then bread, and you're like, <laughs> you, need, you need a knife, and it just yeah. works well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Okay, and so, um, talk about, um, a little bit more about what you just recently got back from. So I know that you did Bible school and I know you did some other stuff in there too. You're gone for nine months. So give us the rundown of what you all did. Um, and yeah, just tell us about that and what you learned. Okay. So it started last June, the end of June when I flew from Minneapolis to Europe. Um, so I just kind of, I went to a month long leadership program in Austria in the like mountains and it involved like a lot of team building, teamwork stuff, leadership training. And it was through the Christian program, um, Torchbearers International, which the Bible school I went to is also under, but it's a different company. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's just this five week program and they have lectures come each week and tell you about different things, but they don't lecture very long. They come with you on the like hikes um, so you're not actually supposed to find out what you do, but basically every day they just like wake you up at a certain time or tell you what time to wake up and be at breakfast, um, whether or not to have your bags packed, what to bring. And then, um, we did different things. Like there's this thing called Klettersteiging, which is, I don't know how to explain it. It's a German like cable mountaineering hmm. thing oh my gosh cool <laughs> it's very cool so you go up like steeper things is it hard no you're like in a harness and then you have carabiners like two carabiners cool. and then there's like a wire cord connected to the mountain oh and you my clip gosh. in as you go up wow. that was really fun yeah and then you do like 
a little bit of rafting. We slept wow. in a cave one night. Wow. Pitch black. That was fun. Is it girls and guys? Yeah. You're all together? Mm-hmm. So and there's like 50 of us. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. So did you like not knowing what was coming next or did it out of your comfort zone or? That didn't bother me actually. Did it bother you? No. Okay. I think also I could kind of tell I had good deduction skills, I suppose. <laughs> like they'd give you the food that you have to carry for like hiking and co- like tenting and stuff. Yeah. And so you could kind of tell how many days you'd be out. So you'd look at it and you'd be like, oh. Yeah. But then sometimes we'd stay at um, the hutas, which are like the like lodges. Okay. And so we might stay at one of those one night, and so you wouldn't know, like, I don't know. Exactly. But you'd be, like, looking at the food, like, okay, I think we're going to be gone this long. Yeah. Like, one time we went for a hut one night, and then we ended up sleeping in shelters that we made ourselves by ourselves while fasting for two days. You fasted for two days? Yeah, but they didn't tell us how long we would be fasting. Were people mad? Some people were definitely mad. But you didn't know because you were by yourself. Oh, my gosh. All you had was, like, a tarp and your backpack and sleeping oh bag. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, that my was word. really hard. I Were you, like, dying? I was dying, but not from food. It oh. was, like, more just loneliness. You were all by yourself? Yeah. It what? Was, That's yeah, a... That was rough. Okay, so... They I... brought you water, like, every six so hours. everything you were saying was good until you got there. <laughs> that is not good. <laughs> yeah. I think it tested people in different ways, but sure. that definitely stood out. And during it, I was like, oh yeah, that was like interesting experience, but I didn't realize how much it impacted me later on, but wow. it so did. Oh my gosh. So I definitely recommend it. Even that part. Even so. that part. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. Whew. I know. <laughs> and then after that. Yeah. So then after that, oh, after the fasting for two days, we camped one night and um, we ate a bunch of food. We like were eating <laughs> like... They did like limited us so that we ate more and more slowly, but then we spent the night and then the next day they the leaders had left us and they told us get to this point and so we got to that point and then they gave us running shoes, our running shoes, and they're like okay you're gonna run back to the city and it was like ten kilometers of running, so that would be like seven miles, yeah like six, six miles. miles yeah yeah wow, yeah did you guys <laughs> can you stop you could stop okay. you could walk I mean. Yeah, but... But still, that's a lot. Yeah. Especially after fasting. Yeah. And only eating... That was... Wow. One weird... Okay. Yeah. Anyway, after... I'm looking at you differently now. Whole... You're like a mountain girl. <laughs> yeah. The Gettysburg people from the Plains haven't seen this side they of They don't me. know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then after that, I traveled with some friends from that I met there for two weeks. And then a month and a half, I traveled and just saw people from Nepal, like friends from there or went to new cities. Um, I didn't really stay by myself much. I only stayed by myself in Brussels in Belgium. Okay. Um, I tried to stay with people I knew just cause it's cheaper and you're not as alone because mm-hmm. I was traveling by myself. Um, but yeah, I went to a bunch of different places there, spent two weeks in Norway and then Did after, you, which, which part of Norway were you in? Uh, Bergen. Okay. Like outside of Bergen. It's a town called Vokstal. Okay. Cool. You know, like Dale Norwegian sweaters. They're like, um, if you showed me, I would. Know, yeah, but. they um, come from like a town like near there. Okay, so I was cool. I visited that and it was oh fun. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, Norway's really pretty. It's so pretty. Yeah, I took the so train cool. from Oslo to Bergen, and it was like you were in dark like tunnels most of it because oh, okay. like they have to go through the mountains, but then it would peek through and you'd look and there'd be like a beautiful fjord, and then yeah. like back into the tunnel, and you're like, what did I just witness? Yeah. yeah. Brady and I went to Bergen. So. You went to Bergen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love it was Bergen. so pretty. Yeah. So pretty. 
Yeah. Um, and so then after that, I went to a Bible school in the north of England for six months. That was amazing. Um, it's called Cape and Ray Bible College, and they just do practical theology. Um, that so is so cool. So amazing. So right. how, like, I don't know. It's really hard. Like, I think Bible school would be so cool. How would you say, like, your biblical knowledge went from when you started to, like, after you left? Like, how much oh did it grow? <laughs> <laughs> so biblical knowledge-wise, I think it was, like, so interesting to me because, you know, I've been going to, like, Sunday school all my life. Right. You have a pretty good idea yeah. of everything. Yeah. But then also, like, I went to, like, Nepali Sunday school for parts of it or... It was, like, ever-changing Sunday school mm. in Nepal because there would be people that would come and go all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I never really, like, cared to learn about it myself because people were always there teaching me. Mm-hmm. And um, so there you read through the whole Old Testament. And, um, yeah, that was just, like, I've never, like, the Old Testament is just something you're like, ah, the Psalms, the Proverbs, like, yeah. Esther, like. You pick out you the pick fun, out, in quotations, yeah, the fun books. The of. fun books. Yeah. And, this, you know, you read through it all. And I've read through Genesis because you always, like, I've always tried yeah. to read through it and then you stop. But it was so good just to, like, actually have that. And they go through so many different topics and have such amazing speakers each week about wow. different topics. And now I can say, like, no, I don't know everything, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody I, does. Nobody does. Yeah. And it's not like a, theolo- uh, <laughs> a theology degree. But it's just, like, you get practical things, like how to share your faith and how to actually explain it and um, things about the Holy Spirit and different viewpoints on things. So they don't teach it one way. They teach... That's really good. Yeah. Because yeah. you can you can interpret different things mm-hmm. um, some different ways. Like, lots of Christians have different beliefs on, yeah. when it comes to something. So I... Like, I have told Brady that I think it would be so cool to go to Bible school because we've had we've had these times where like people have asked us questions that aren't believers and I've just, I've I've, like done the best I can, but I'm just like, like what you just said, you Mm -hmm. would able to have that as a takeaway to be able to help share your faith. And I just think it'd be really cool just to know, just to know more Mm -hmm. and actually like, I know what I believe, be able to explain it to people, Yeah, you know? So that's, that is so awesome. And yeah, I just love that. (laughs) Plus, like, I think the practical, like teaching and everything was great, but even more so just like living in that environment of being around other people who are also like so passionate about their faith Mm -hmm. and just able to like build on top of each build each other up right you're not tearing each other down no and like yeah there's drama and people are (laughs) like there's bad stuff that happens obviously it's not perfect but it is such a place of like growth Mm -hmm. and I learned so much just about like quiet times and mm-hmm. having to oh, it was just so amazing oh, that's yeah. awesome. so did you guys have did you have to go to like classes each day or was it a lot of like on your own like what did a day look like for you guys yeah so breakfast was at seven thirty to 8 you didn't have to go okay and then you do duties so you do like cleaning and stuff for okay. the thing it keeps the cost down and it helps you like 
be a servant. Like, right. you're not here just to, like, You get to, like, talk use... with people, I'm sure, yeah. while you're doing it. and you don't, like, abuse the place that you're living at. So it's in a castle, I forgot to mention. That's really cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> in a castle. Technically, it's a manor, but we call it castle because it looks like a castle. It looks like a castle. <laughs> we'll just go with that. Yeah, and um, so you do duties. I didn't have a duty in the morning. I always had it after, like, lunch or dinner or something where you help clean, do dishes and stuff. Yeah. So then I would do, like, you have an hour and then lecture start at 9 okay. or 8.50, mm-hmm. and then someone does a devotion. So you sign up for that. Okay. Um, and then from 9 till 1, you basically have lectures, and you have, like, tea breaks in it. Three. Tea breaks? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's so British. I know. It's amazing. I drink so much tea. I'm guessing they don't do that because uh, they have these colleges mm-hmm. in other countries. I'm guessing they don't do the tea breaks other places. Yeah, it's not probably a tea it's break, but they do have the coffee. Yeah, yeah, we have tea and coffee, but it was so good. Uh, love tea. I love that. Yeah, and then you wouldn't have lectures all afternoon because they want you out in the sun because in England the sun is not out as much. It is not. <laughs> no, and the sun would go down at four in the winter. Okay, can we just talk about that for a second? Is it not the most depressing it's thing? It's so depressing. It is the worst. Like, I would, Brady and I would like walk to school, we'd get to school at like eight or nine, mm-hmm. and we'd be there, and it was like 3.45, and the sun was setting, and I'm like, you are kidding. Like It's awful. Like, it's so sad. Oh, it is so sad. So, that's why we had evening lectures, too. So, then we'd have dinner at 5.30. Okay. And then lectures again at 7. Okay. That's so, cool. till nine, and then you had free time. But they would like plan some activities, and um, Yeah. It was fun. They did, like, different things. But, yeah, you usually had the whole afternoon off. But it was usually, like, writing essays or, I don't know, okay. going to on walks with people. And... Do you get, like, grades? Yeah. So they have to meet up with the, like, um, standards of, like, British system, which is actually really high. Yeah. So it's... that's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the call it... Um, the Cape and Ray one in England is the most academically difficult. Oh, okay. The ones in other countries aren't as... But they're like, it's not about the academics, but we use them as a way for you to learn. To learn. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, they had help assignments, like, you got them in, but if they were late, it's not like they docked your grade, but, like, you were fine. Like, it wasn't that difficult. Okay. It was just pass-fail, kind of. Gotcha. Yeah. And um, did you share a room, then, with somebody? Yes. One, two, how many? So my first time I shared it with three girls in this tiny little room. Oh, we had the smallest room, but I loved them so much. Okay. And then the second time I was in, so after Christmas we changed rooms. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so after Christmas I was in like the best room. Oh. It has like six girls and it's ginormous. Mm-hmm. And it has beautiful windows looking off into, like, the fields. And, oh, my goodness. That's awesome. It was so pretty. Because usually they also have, like, rooms in, like, a conference hall, which are, like, modern. But I got to be in the castle both times. That's so. cool. That's, that was nice. Yeah. If you're going to be there, you might as well be in the castle, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, did you feel like God was calling you to this after high school? And if so, um, how did you feel like you heard his calling and knew that that was what was right for you? Okay. So... I don't think it necessarily was a calling to go. Mm -hmm. My dad actually went to one in Germany, Bodensehof, when he was 19, 18. Okay. And so that's what I knew about it my whole life. Okay. And I could not decide on college at all. I had no idea, and I just, I have no idea what I wanted to go for or where I wanted to go. Um, I was like, I don't really feel like I belong in South Dakota, but it's Mm -hmm. cheap. 
and then it was just like so many thoughts and I didn't really know what I wanted to do but um, I knew that this would be a good opportunity for me to just get away get out of America again just to like have a fresh perspective mm -hmm. um, to have a year away to think about life and what I wanted to do and um, yeah there's something I learned that I think is really great when it comes to like hearing God's will for you 90% of the choices you make in life I think you make and mm -hmm. God isn't really doesn't care about all the specific like mm -hmm. things and you live with the consequences you know right. like you have to use wisdom and discernment mm -hmm. but I don't think there's everything in your life is like like planned in that way he's like yeah. you have a choice in this you yeah know? right so I've heard yeah I've heard a lot of people because I used to think like everything was kind of like you're like predetermined mm -hmm. it was like a pre your destination was kind of mm -hmm. destination destiny was kind of already like yeah. there and I've been like I've been hearing people talk about that and did a lot of research on it and everything and it's really interesting to like I mean yeah God obviously has those things in your life that he doesn't want you to do and he has mm -hmm. those things that like like he wants you to follow him mm -hmm. and do all this stuff but like really you have like a lot of choice in that yeah so if you're gonna go to bible school or if you're gonna go to college or if you're gonna go be a missionary mm -hmm. like all of those are great options it doesn't mm -hmm. mean he necessarily wants you to do like one or the other yeah and in some cases some cases he is yeah. yeah like so, he does tell you and you need to act in obedience yes. but like yeah i don't feel like it was called i did feel a lot of peace about it because it wasn't college i think yeah and it was just like a year to think about it mm -hmm. and yeah so that's why I went. Glad I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what day did you, or yeah, what day did you get back into the U.S. or about? You don't have to be exact. What? Yeah. It was in March. Right? March. Just March fifteenth. Okay. So, with means this is currently the situation we're living in with the coronavirus and all of that. Um, did any of your time get cut short? What was going on over there? Were people concerned about it? How was that? Yeah. So it was a crazy hectic last few weeks being okay. there. Um. Because everyone usually travels afterwards. Thankfully, I got to travel beforehand. Oh, yeah. But everyone had, like, a month or, like, two weeks of travel planned no. afterwards. And Bible school ended on, like, Friday. People okay. took, like, the bus down on Thursday to London Heathrow. So a lot of people were able to just, like, fly home. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so the, like, the last night we all were staying up and talking and stuff and mm -hmm. doing all this fun stuff. And, um someone got a text they turn off the wi-fi at night um because it's just like i don't know it helps like you're not there to like be somewhere else yeah that makes so sense. and just so that you go to bed kind yeah. of like mm -hmm. they you have your own responsibility but they also want you to like yeah kind of be somewhat present yeah present in class and stuff um doesn't mean that we always followed that yes but um yeah and so we were all up and Someone got a text because they had data and they were like, guys, America shut down its borders for okay. like flights from Europe, oh, yeah, except the UK. And all of the like Americans just like are frozen, like in tears, like, yeah. like we can still go home, but all people's travel plans had already been chaotically like reorganized to like avoid Italy and yeah all these different things and they're like we just need to fly home yeah and then they admit the fact that americans can still fly home no matter what but yes. flights get cut and stuff so yeah the last night people are like getting on data and hot spots and are like trying to book flights home thankfully oh i was booked out to go saturday and fly home directly i did have a conference that i was going to work at um for three weeks in greece but that was cut like 
a few like two months before that because okay. they were like this is looking bad saw so yeah. they, they saw everything coming so I wasn't that shocked by that okay um yeah so then it actually turned out that my flight did get canceled because I went through Amsterdam oh okay so my parents bought me like a new flight the day before and I just like went down with my one of my roommates to London on Friday night and her dad bought me an airport bought us an airport hotel okay. room which was amazing that is awesome it was so nice I was gonna sleep on the like airport floor oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. have you done that before yes yeah. <laughs> um yeah so that was amazing and then I just got on my flight I had a row to myself the whole plane was booked but my row was like empty had the best wow. airplane meal I've ever had got a little bottle of wine oh my gosh that's it was awesome amazing yeah <laughs> So. I never had a good um, airplane meal. I know. I've been on so many planes, and I they are you have. disgusting, but okay, that was so good. The only time I, the thing I will talk about is we were flying um, back to Manchester, England from France, from Paris, France, and we got a warm, I think it had to be fresh, croissant. Oh, oh my god! And it was the best croissant we had had. Like, we'd had croissants in Paris, and the one on the airplane was better. <laughs> like, That's amazing. I don't know how. It was so good. Oh. Yeah, it was How British they, Airways. Yeah. I don't know. Ah, uh, wow. Some airlines, you know, you just get good food. So good. Yeah, I had this, like, they gave even this, like, chocolate sea salt dark, like, mousse, and it was <gasps> to die for. You're joking on the airplane. No, it was so good. That's so With, like, good. a little block of, like, nice cheddar. Yeah. And, like, crackers and bread and then, like, really hot, warm mashed potatoes. Oh, so good. That sounds so good. Yeah, that was amazing. Okay, so once again, I know I asked this question once when you came back to Nepal. Now, what's it like being back again now for the second time in the U.S. after traveling? Okay, so I think what it's really interesting is that it gives me, like, a different perspective of America than most Americans. Like, I didn't grow up here, so I do have a love for the country, but it's not because I was raised here. Mm -hmm. It's because I've seen it, and I've seen the beauty of it in small towns and in big cities and just the love people have for each other. Um, Yeah, it's kind of interesting. So when I flew back, like, I know a lot of, like, the Americans and Canadians were just, like, so happy to just be on, like, American soil or Canadian, like, you know, just to be, like, home. Yeah. And when I flew into, I flew into Philly Uh or Newark, and it just, like, I was, like, not. It was, like, ah, it's America. Yeah. I don't know. So... It kind of has, like, taken me out of the culture of America, in a sense. Like, I mean, I'm still American, but I think I've, I have the ability to look at America with a different viewpoint than most yeah. people, which definitely affects how I live today. I can't imagine the way you think about it, because when we were gone just for three and a half months and we were in, um, like, developing countries, and developing and developed countries, um, actually, they were probably all developed. The only one I would question is Greece. Is Greece considered developing or developed? I think I would consider parts of it developed. I think it's developed, but there's areas that are probably not. It doesn't feel totally, yeah. But once we got back, I just, you look at everything so different after you travel. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine um, you living on, yeah, most of your life, Mm -hmm. other places, um, how you would view everything. But how did the way that you grow up and all the traveling you've done influence um, how you do life today? Um... So, yeah, I think, oh, okay, so this is, like, um, it's hard to answer because I think 
it gives me this idea of like, okay, where do I want to live? There's no rooted areas, mm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I could move to like Idaho. Like I have yeah. no roots really, except in Gettysburg, like the last four years. Yeah. Um, you don't have a ton of emotional attachment with like any certain place kind of? Yeah. Okay. That's kind of like, I could go really anywhere. I yeah. don't really mind. Um, I think it helps me with like, I'm trying to think like in a Christian perspective, like the whole kingdom, like not being home, like home is in heaven. Mm -hmm. I think it's just helped me with that because I don't really feel like there's home Mm -hmm. on earth. Like there's no culture that I necessarily just fit into. Yeah. Like in Europe, like it was still like, it was nice to be away from like, it was nice to be there, Mm -hmm. but it was like, I don't really fit in here. And then in Nepal, it's like, I don't really fit in here Mm -hmm. because I'm not Nepali. Yeah. And then like America, it's like, I'm still not fully American. Right. And so I like that it gives me this viewpoint of like not having to Mm -hmm. like be culturally attached to anything. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's really cool too. I think that you could look at it as a positive, and it's really cool, mm-hmm. but you could also feel really lonely in that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But. Definitely. I think it's cool. <laughs> it's cool, for sure. I, yeah, there's definitely positives in it. I've definitely felt the negatives, though. The yeah. lonely, like, I don't know, like, you don't know what to do when you, like, go to people's houses, and you're like, yeah. oh, my gosh, you know what I just remembered? You guys, this is so funny. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry. When you first got here, so you had been 14. And she, so I, my family has grown up, um, knowing Mim's family and they've come back every, how often do you guys come back from Nepal? Like every three or four years. Every three or four years and you'd be here for like the three summer? Months. Three yeah, months. We'd yeah, we'd be here in Gettysburg for like a month and a half. A month and a half. Yeah. And so my family knew them really well and my parents are really good fr- friends with her parents. And so like I knew them, I saw them every three years and we were at church because we went to the same church and Mim was like, Cameron, I wish I could remember exactly what you said to me. Be like, what is this? <laughs> I think is what you said. What was it? The water fountain. <laughs> she didn't know what to do with it. She's yeah. like, is this like a sink? And then I think you tried to get a cup to like, cause you thought you had to yeah. like fill up the cup first to drink out of it. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and it was like, it's just so funny. Cause it's like seeing someone who looks American and looks all this stuff, but had no idea what to do with the water fountain. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let me talk about water fountains for a second. Okay. <laughs> they are so difficult. <laughs> I have finally gotten the hang of it. But can I just say... Five years later. Oh my gosh. Like, they are not existent in every other country. Really? Maybe Canada. But, like, no. No, they're not. I remember they had them at the American school in Nepal, um, which was, like, kind of expensive and for, like, government kids, like, with embassy stuff. So, like, we didn't go there. But it was, like, a water fountain. But I, like, would get it all over my face. (laughs) So I just, like, never did it. And then at church, like, it's not, like, the ones that look like other water fountains. No, it's, like, an old-fashioned It's an old-fashioned one. So I was a little confused. Also, cups, they make more sense. I'm pretty sure that's... I think I'm getting the story right, right? Didn't you try to use a cup or something? I have no idea. You have no idea. So however I told the story is going to be right. (laughs) That's okay. I literally died laughing. I'm pretty sure I died laughing before answering your question. (laughs) I'm like, this is a water fountain? (laughs) Like... (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh yeah thank you camera by the way for like adopting me when i came here so she was eight 17 or 18 yeah probably in like 17, yeah 17 so she was in her senior year of high school and i was a little freshman who had no idea what was happening <laughs> and like 
her and her friends just like adopted me and took care of me Aww. and taught me all the things of this world we, that I needed to know oh for high God. school. I doubt we realized though what you didn't didn't know. You probably just no. like sat there and watched and you're like, what the heck? That's so funny. Sorry. No, it's totally fine. Why do you have an alarm set for three in the afternoon? I was gonna call someone, but then oh. it, I changed the time, so oh, it doesn't it's matter totally anymore. Fine. I hope it didn't snooze. Here, you can check. Okay. No, it's totally fine. Jenna and I, and if you guys have been hearing jingling on this podcast, it's because my cat is walking around shaking like her head more than I think she usually does. So, um, it's fine. I've, I was listening to a podcast the other day and a smoke alarm started going off. In, <laughs> in the person's voice. And she's like, I'm so sorry. It was like an interview. They were having an interview. She's like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and the one chick's like, is your house burning down? She's like, no, like I'm not even cooking. That's really so, funny. Hey, it's real. Oh, wait, wasn't it like a mon- carbon monoxide? alarm it was a smoke alarm it was a smoke alarm yeah she said that on there so that's good um okay wait where were we at oh yeah back to like you were just watching us oh my gosh yeah oh for like the first i honestly the whole year until they left to college and like all their travels and whatever they did i basically just like would sit in the car and listen (laughs) listen to all the knowledge and like the knowledge also known as like high school drama or boys or something like i think it just like the first i think we went to brown county fair i remember this yes the picture we found the picture and min looked so goofy in it it is so so like your smile i think is just really funny well i was like in the middle of shifting when we took it so bad anyway i'm gonna go find it no, don't. <laughs> okay, I won't. You can. You can. I'll find um, it and just show you. I won't show the pod, the pod yeah. people. <laughs> it's really bad. Anyway, but I just remember sitting there and all of them talked so fast. And I mean, now I talk the same speed, but I had just grown up like with people that English wasn't their first language. Oh. And so we would talk a lot slower, but not for that purpose. It was just, I don't know. You just yeah. talk a lot slower. So was it, okay, this is kind of a funny question because you, English was your first language, mm-hmm. but... Was it hard to understand our English at all then? Or no, it was just so fast. It was just really fast. Okay. I think that's also to do with just, like, teenage girls. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I still talk fast now. I'll catch sometimes, and Jen and I will be talking so fast on the podcast with each oh, other. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so sorry, listeners. Okay. And so, so what is now next for your life? You're back. Uh, we're currently in quarantine, but what are the next few months looking like? Yeah, so... um I was in the UK and I just felt like I really needed to, like I learned a lot about, it's not about the place that you're in, it's just about like living in whatever circumstance you're at, it's not about where you're at. So um, I'm coming back and I'm living here till December. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And then I'm starting school at just uh, the state college, so South Dakota State University in January, which is kind of odd. But I wanted to work at a lodge that I work at because I make it's good money. Best. And it's so much fun. <laughs> so fun. So fun. And I mean, now with everything happening, it might be the better option to Honestly. start in January. Mm-hmm. So. I'm wondering, so Mim's going to be going to the same school that I go to. But we'll only be overlapping for a semester, sadly. But um, I'm wondering, a lot of my classmates that I've been talking about is I don't, I wonder if we're going to go back normal if it'll be online mm-hmm. the first semester. So it. It work, it's working out perfectly for you honestly so the timing has been ridiculously perfect yeah it yeah. has been like, like literally even traveling travels. home yeah everything and then like with college and stuff and then I'm working at a nursing home um 
this summer. Okay. As a CNA, yeah. hopefully. We'll see how that goes. I kind of want to just see if I want to do medicine. Yeah. And this is kind of my just like jumping into it. Just mm-hmm. to try it. No, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good place to start. Well, thank you so much for being on with me today. <laughs> thank you for having me. And for telling your story. Um, I I have known you for, well, I've known you for so long. Like, I've known you pretty well for a while, but it's just like I learned so much too. So, it was so good. So, thanks so much for listening, you guys. And um, make sure and tune in for another episode of Coffee in a Convo next week. Um, but, yeah, that's all we have for today. Bye.